welcome to episode 17 of Ask the Grounding Experts, where our experts from ENS Grounding Solutions answer your engineering questions about the world of grounding and earthing. In this episode, ENS president and grounding guru, David Stocken, breaks down the question, what are the different electrical codes from around the world? Set the record straight, David. That's a great question. Uh, there are a number of different electrical codes from around the world that, uh, and they all seem to be very different, but in reality, um, turns out there's not uh, a thousand ways to run your electrical system. Turns out there's really just about two. <laughs> um, so either everyone in the, every country in this world either uses America's electrical system or some version therein, or they use England's electrical system or some version therein. So in America, we have the National Electrical Code. Uh, we release that about every three years, so it gets updated. It's been in use uh, uh, effectively somewhere in the early 1900s of, uh, I believe around 1911 it started uh, in its first publications. Uh, prior to that, it was a series of notes that were gathered together and published in uh, various trade journals until it finally got uh, published and then uh, the NFPA uh, grabbed it at some point, I believe around 1911, and we've been publishing the National uh, uh, Electrical Code, which is uh, under the group, the NFPA uh, publication number 70. So it would be NFPA 70. We know it better as the NEC or National Electrical Code. But somewhere about 15 years before that, the British got their standard together, which is the uh, BS7671. And uh, it's an excellent code uh, that's been in, in use, and about three-quarters of the world is using it. So uh, if you're in Germany, you're in France, you know, Italy, all of them are harmonized codes under the EU's new protocols. And they're all basically based off of uh, the original British electrical code, BS7671. And there's been various versions, uh, and they updated about every 10 years, they come out with a major revision. And then throughout that 10 years, they'll do amendments and bring those different codes out, uh, different changes in the code uh, uh, throughout the 10-year cycle. But basically every 10 years, they release a new version of the code. They just recently released a new version of uh, the 10-year cycle in 2018 uh, for the British code. Uh, the f other countries will follow suit at various levels. Um, every country in the uh, what they, we call the International Electrical Code handles their systems just a little bit differently, but they're all harmonized based on the IEC. So if you're in Portugal, you'll have a code. It'll be very similar to what is in the British system. Uh, so if, uh, if you're curious about an electrical system in another country, uh, you can generally, you can look on our website. We actually have a full list of all of the codes up there, along with some maps uh, showing you which countries are in, under which code. And you can look and see what those, uh, what code they're using, whether it's basically a British code or the American code. Now, in uh, uh, under the NEC code, there are really two primary ones that are in use. There's the National Electrical Code and the Canadian electrical code. Uh, the American uh, code is uh, 
very much written a little bit more like lawyer speak. It tells you what to do and what not to do. Where the Canadian code is rewritten by engineers and is much more objective based. So it tends to be a little more clear and concise. And recently the uh, the uh, Caribbean Confederacy, they're getting together, they're trying to uh, uh, align all their laws, and I believe they're even working on getting their monetary policies all lined up. Uh, but one of the first things they did is they selected a Nash, an electrical code and they picked the Canadian electrical code. The Canadian electrical code is an excellent document. It is in line with the National Electrical Code out of America. Uh, we sit on their board, they sit on our board. They release the document every three years just like we do. It's just one year after ours. So we released ours in 2020, they released theirs in 2021, we'll release again in 2023, they'll release it in 2024. And uh, so very much har- harmonious, just written very, very differently in the fact that it's objective-based versus the way that the U.S. code is written. I actually like the Canadian code a great deal. And if you're, I tell uh, uh, electricians and electrical engineers here in the United States, if you ever have a question about what our code is trying to say, reference the Canadian code, go to theirs, read it, and then come back to our code. And oftentimes it'll help make sense about what our code is actually trying to say. So the entire world is either NEC-based or IEC-based. Three-quarters of the planet is roughly based on the British Electrical Code. There are a few countries that do combinations of the two, Saudi Arabia being very famous for a mix of both the IEC and the NEC. Uh, We are seeing some mix across the board, uh, particularly at the industrial level. So if an American company comes in and builds a plant in an IEC-based country, you often will see the, the plant is built to an American standard. Um, we're seeing in a lot of I, uh, NEC-based countries, uh, the Chinese will come in and build a hospital or a new factory and it'll be built to an IEC-based standard. We even see that here within the United States. Uh, We'll see European companies come in and build major factories right here in the United States, but they build them to IEC standards. Both the NEC and the IEC are far more similar than they are different. Uh, The laws of physics work the same. Uh, Does the IEC have conduit fill charts? You bet they do. Do they have the maximum amount of current that can flow down a given conductor based on its diameter? You bet they have. I mean, all do they have requirements for overcurrent protection that you know circuit breakers automatically trip? Of course they have those. Do they have requirements for GFCIs? They call them RCDs, residual current devices. Well, of course they do. They do handle things a little differently. Um, in America, we tend to bring in two phase wires. We call it single phase. Um, they would call that split phase or two phase. Um, they tend to only bring into home a single hot wire, a single neutral, and a single ground. Um, in the grounding business, um, in the National Electrical Code, we use the word grounding. They use the word earthing. And if you search the National Electrical Code, 
you do a, a name search you'll never see the word earthing anywhere in it same thing in the British code if you look up the word grounding you'll never see it anywhere in there uh, they they're completely swappable though in in most cases you could swap the word earthing and grounding they mean the same thing both both documents have requirements for below grade grounding and they have uh, requirements for above grade grounding and again they tend to be far more similar one of the best things about the International Electrical Code and I always encourage um, uh, American electrical engineers and electricians to learn at least a little bit about the IEC is they do a great job of what they what they call the general characteristics of an electrical system, I should say, the general characteristics of an electrical system, and they define them in advance before you ever walk into a structure. You can go right out onto the panel and you'll see it's a TNCS, or it's a TNS system, or it's a TT system. Means nothing to us, but once you learn that code, you know everything about that electrical system very quickly. Just by the simple code, you know whether where the neutral to ground bonds are at how the grounding system is handled at the transformer that's feeding it. Are you on a grounded system or an ungrounded system? You don't have to go in and find that information out by, you know, opening panels and, you know, looking through documents. You can actually see it right on the panel they identify. It's called the general characteristics. And it's actually a very smart and intelligent thing. And I wish we would start doing it here in the United States. Uh, but that should give you a general understanding of where codes are at in the world, uh, whether you're in India, you're using a British system, Hong Kong is using a British-based system, Russia is using a British-based system, Australia uses a British-based system, they call it the ASNZ 3000, um, they've made some changes to theirs, but all around the world you will see groups using uh, some version of the of the British Electrical Code, we now call it the International Electrical Code, or they'll be using some version of America's Electrical Code uh, that they've either rewritten or are just using it word for word. Uh, same thing with the British Code. You will see numerous countries, I believe there's 27 countries use the British Code word for word. They don't change it. You just buy the British Code. That's what they use. Um, same thing like uh, here in America. Many countries will just use our code word for word. Um, so basically every country in the world uses one of the two. Um, and uh, once you learn them both, it really is helpful when you're traveling or, or dealing with uh, uh, other folks from uh, other engineers from uh, Europe. It's really helpful to be able to speak with them. So I hope you find that helpful. If you have any uh, questions, feel free to give us a call, leave a comment. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit like, hit the subscribe button for our channel, leave a nice comment down there. If you're uh, listening on a podcast, you know, hit subscribe for that. Give us a call, send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. Please give us suggestions for future videos and podcasts. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please give us a rating, share with a friend, and leave us a comment. We love to hear from our listeners. If you would like to learn more about the amazing world of electrical engineering and grounding, or would like to sign up for some of our world-renowned online training courses, please visit us at esgrounding.com. That's E as in Edward, 
S's and Sam, grounding.com. If you have a question that you would like our experts to answer, please post it on our blog, which you'll find on our website homepage. Or you can shoot us an email at asktheexperts at esgrounding.com. We'll see you next time.